really matters? That might be the most important question you can ask. So let's talk about it. Welcome to What Really Matters podcast, Everyday Spirituality with Karen Wyatt. Hey, thanks so much for joining me here today for another episode. Today, I'm going to talk about how to stop envying other people, which to be honest, I, I've never seen envy as being one of the problems that I deal with in life until just recently, I started seeing some of it coming to the surface and realized that instead of saying I'm not a person who ever envies anyone else, I actually need to turn it around and be open to the possibility that I do have some feelings of envy toward other people. This envy that I'm talking about, though, tends to come up in a very specific way. And it is always, every time I feel it, involving selling books. And so this all came about, oh, way back when I first published a book back in 2012. So it's been 10 years now that I've been experiencing this feeling of envy over the fact that none of the books that I have self-published have been very uh, quote-unquote successful in terms that most authors would use. I've definitely sold books and I've sold more than some people, but I've sold far less than other people. And it usually ends up happening that I hear a story about an author who became an overnight success, who sold millions of books out of the blue, and no one even expected this to happen. But suddenly, their book took off and everyone was buying it and everyone was talking about it. It's usually hearing a story like that, that triggers these feelings to come up inside of me that I'm honestly not very used to feeling, but I'm definitely capable of feeling. And so this uncomfortable, terrible, negative feeling inside, first of all, of just extreme jealousy that the other person could have such good fortune, but also a huge amount of self-blame and self-recrimination and a feeling that obviously I'm not good enough. Obviously, I'm not a good writer. Obviously, that's why my book didn't sell. I'm not nearly as good as that person is. How could I even have thought that I might sell a lot of copies of my book when I'm such a terrible writer? So I go through this vicious cycle of feeling negative toward the person who's had more success and then turning that negativity against myself and judging myself. Now, I feel a huge amount of shame about having these feelings of envy because I don't believe that that's a very healthy state of mind to be in. And even to talk about it right now makes me feel embarrassed and shameful. Why am I even putting this out there on my podcast that I would ever feel that way? But I have come to recognize that the only way to heal old wounds and to make things better is to actually be open and honest and vulnerable about 
what's really happening and what's really there. And so because of a recent experience of hearing about another person's success and feeling this old envy rising to the surface, I decided this is really something I need to work on and I need to intentionally decide to face up to it because wishing that I didn't feel this way doesn't help me heal it. It just helps me repress it, which means it will only continue to come to the surface over and over again. So that's why I'm doing this episode, my way of talking openly and honestly about these feelings, because this is part of my process, really, of healing old wounds. And so I realized that in the first place, the original wound is this wound of not feeling good enough, of not feeling that I'm capable of accomplishing the things I want to accomplish or the things that I came here to earth to accomplish, not being able to do or fulfill my life's purpose. There's a deep underlying sense of doubt and lack of confidence there that I think has been there since I was a little child. I've carried it with me for all of these years, and I've always tried to deny it and to overcome it and to work past it by working harder and pushing myself more and more to try to prove that I am good enough, I am capable, I can do what I'm here to do. It's just that these experiences of seeing that someone else who's doing something similar was far more successful than me tend to undermine all of the efforts I made to try to convince myself that I'm good enough, I can do this, definitely I can. All the confidence I tried to build up seems to disappear. So again, obviously, that's not actually the way to heal those feelings of inadequacy. I have to really address them directly instead of trying to overcome them or get past them. And so the fact that this these feelings arise around how many books I've sold, that in some ways is just a ruse. That isn't what really matters. It isn't really about the books. It's actually about this deep inner feeling of being inadequate and not being good enough and of seeing another person as being more adequate or better than I am, which is completely irrelevant. So there's definitely an issue here with making comparisons in the first place, which is something the ego loves to do. And that's a dangerous habit to, to practice because always there will be people far better than we are at things that we're able to do. And there will always be people who can't do things as well as we do. And in either case, the ego either gets overinflated about how good I am compared to some people or feels completely demolished by the fact that other people are better and it doesn't make any difference whatsoever. It doesn't matter. Each one of us is just here on our own path, just being who we are, just following our own journey 
doing the best we can. It doesn't matter whether someone's better than me or worse than me at something. That is completely irrelevant, but it's an issue that the ego completely gets hung up on. So I realize whenever I'm in this place of comparing myself, particularly like adding up numbers, how many books have been sold, that's the ego that is working within me and talking to me. And I have a higher perspective. I have a higher self that can look at this situation differently. But in those moments when envy rises up within me, I'm not really engaging with my higher self. I'm operating purely through the ego. And so over time, these repeated experiences of feeling the envy can be kind of degrading and can kind of wear me down and make me feel like I'm not making progress here and I would like to. So here's what I've done. This has been my practice when I need to get better at something lately. Ever since I discovered it, I go to the Greater Good Science Center because they've done so much research on all of these psychological issues and ego-based issues, and they have wonderful practices to recommend for growing emotionally and spiritually. And so I thought, you know, it's a good place to look at because I need to actually intentionally work on this issue. And of course, they had an article about envy and some research and practices to suggest. So that's where I'm starting as I'm working through my own feelings of envy and writing about it in my journal. And I just thought I'd share with you what I'm working on and how I'm approaching this problem in case it's an issue that you can relate to or something you've ever experienced as well. So I did want to mention up front that envy is one of the seven deadly sins. And so it's kind of a serious thing, if you think about it. It does kind of undermine your own faith and your ability to love yourself and care about yourself. Or maybe it just reveals an absence of self-love and self-compassion when you feel envy. And so I take it seriously. It's something worth working on. So here's what the Greater Good Science Center recommends to do about envy and The first is to just admit that it's present. So that's the thing I have not been doing for most of my adult life is admitting that I feel it at times. I've been very well defended against it because I judge my own envy and have decided that's not worthy. I don't want to feel that. I don't think that's a good thing to feel. Therefore, I'm going to repress it and just tell myself that I don't have that. I don't feel that. But when I'm being totally honest and totally looking at myself um, with the eyes of clarity, I recognize, yes, that is what this feeling is that rises up within me. And it's okay that I have this feeling. It's okay that it's there. I'm not the only person in the world who feels this. It's part of being human. And it's okay. So admitting that this this feeling is there and also accepting that it's all right. It's okay that it's there. And I'm no longer going to repress it or judge it or feel shame about the fact that I do have envy. And 
I have kept it as my secret little feeling that I carry around underneath the surface. And yet, how does that affect my behavior at times? And how also might it actually undermine the very things I could be doing that would help me be more successful too? Who knows? We're going to get into that as I continue to do this work. So the first step is just admitting that it's actually present. And the second is to realize that it's okay to feel it. Envy is a painful feeling and it's okay to be disappointed in the outcome of work that I've done or something that I created that didn't have the success I was hoping it would have. It's okay to hope that something you create becomes successful. It's okay to want it to do well. It's also okay to be disappointed when it doesn't do well. It's normal, in fact. That's kind of how we're set up to feel that kind of disappointment. And For this step, the Greater Good Science Center, of course, recommends having self-compassion and talking to myself like I would to my best friend. And I wouldn't say to my friend, you're an idiot. You're so stupid. Why did you think your book would sell? You're a horrible writer. I would never say that. I would say, this is totally normal. Of course, you feel disappointed. Of course, you were hoping for something better to happen, and it didn't. So you're disappointed, and that's okay. And it's also normal when you measure up against another person that you are aware that someone else has has done better, has had a, a better outcome, has someone else may have had the outcome you were hoping for that you didn't get. It's okay to feel pain over that. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no shame in it. So that self-compassion is the second step. And that's a whole new thing for me that I've been working on this year, being my own best friend. And so the next step, well, I expanded on this. I actually added this step to what the Greater Good Science Center recommends, which is taking a look at my expectations and attachments and asking myself, was I expecting something that wasn't very realistic? Was I kind of living in a fantasy world that I thought something huge would happen? And was I attached to that fantasy and that thinking? And is there a better way of looking at potential outcomes in the future instead of imagining something huge and then feeling crushed or disappointed when that doesn't happen? Is there a better a better path toward putting my work out into the world with the best of hopes, but without being attached to what the outcome is. So that's something really big for me to work on as well, these attachments. And then the next step the Greater Good Science Center recommends is actually cultivating compassion toward the person I feel envious of and recognizing that No one has a simple or perfect life, and for whatever success that person has experienced, be happy for them, be glad that they're experiencing that because undoubtedly they have challenges elsewhere in their life. And so simply extending grace and compassion to the other person and moving past that lower level thinking of of envy and jealousy toward that person. The next step is actually using these feelings, these negative and painful feelings to motivate me 
to see if there's anything I can improve upon because maybe there's some way in which I need to grow or change or as I'm discovering heal an old wound inside of me and maybe I will get better at the things I do if I focus on healing myself first and doing my own work, my inner work, instead of worrying about how someone else is doing in their career or with their creativity. And so allowing this discomfort and this feeling right now to help me really take uh, an analytical look at how I'm doing things figuring out where I might be able to grow or change and actually doing this episode and working on journaling around this area is my way of deciding, yes, I can grow and change and I will probably do a better job overall because maybe I secretly sabotage myself in some ways because maybe from the outset of a project, I don't really believe in it. Maybe I don't really believe the entire time that I'm good enough to write the books I'm trying to write. Maybe I don't really put my whole self into them and I, from the beginning, create a self-fulfilling prophecy that it won't be successful. Who knows? But certainly I can do better than that. I can do a better job. So uh, this is part of my my self-improvement project here, talking about it, writing about it in my journal and sharing, sharing it with you. And then the fifth step from the Greater Good Science Center, this is my sixth step for me, is counting my blessings and feeling gratitude for all the ways in which I have enjoyed success for even for the success I've already had with my books to be just grateful that anyone bought my book or read it instead of feeling bad that not enough people did. And to also ask myself, Does this even matter amongst the things that are important in life? Are these numbers in terms of the number of sales? Is that anything that's actually really that important? Should I be putting energy and time into thinking about that? Or is that something I could just let go of? Just let that be. And instead focus on how much love I can feel toward the world, but first of all, toward myself and how much can I heal these old wounds within myself? How much can I become my best and highest self, which is when I will be doing my best job and bringing my best creativity into the world. So these are the, these are the steps. I'll just go through them and and list them once again. So you can remember them is first, you have to admit that you have the feeling for me, that was a really hard step because I, I felt embarrassed and ashamed that I could ever feel envious of someone else. But now I'm allowing it and recognizing it. And that actually feels really good. Number two, to accept that it's okay to feel pain and disappointment when things don't turn out the way you hoped it would. There's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing to be ashamed of. And uh, number three for me is to take a look at the expectations and attachments that are part of this problem in terms of wanting a particular outcome for the work that I do or the things that I create 
and then being attached attached to it, which is what causes so much disappointment and pain when that outcome doesn't manifest. And finding a way to be more realistic and also having better balance and more equanimity around putting things out in the world and letting it letting it stand on its own and be whatever it is without, without judging one way or another. And next is having compassion for the person that I feel envy towards and recognizing that life isn't perfect for anyone. And so that person, no matter how much success they're experiencing, also has difficulties and challenges and pain and disappointments in their life. And it would be foolish for me to assume otherwise. And so as much as I need to have compassion for myself, have compassion for the other person too, for whatever challenges they are experiencing. And next, to use these uncomfortable and painful feelings to motivate me to looking at how I can grow or change. And as I said, that's what I'm doing right now in this process. And lastly, to focus more on my blessings and all the things I'm grateful for in my life, all the amazing things that have fallen in place and happened for me, and to be grateful for every single book that has sold, even though the number isn't as high or as big as I would wish it to be, to be grateful for what is and what has happened. And remember that in the big picture, uh, the ego is quite interested in adding up numbers and comparing them with others, but my higher self doesn't really care. What matters more than anything is that I come here with integrity and with my whole heart and bring all the love I possibly can with me, love for myself, love for others, for the world. And I do my best and highest work from that attitude with no ill will toward another person, with nothing but joy and admiration and love toward others who are also trying to do their best and also on their path, trying to offer the best of what they have to the world. So that's it for today. I just wanted to share this little part of my journey with you in case, as I said, this is anything that is relevant to you, how to stop envying other people. So until we're together next week, remember that we're here for love. And yes, I can see how envy detracts from being able to love fully and wholly. So face your fear, be ready for whatever life brings your way, and love each and every moment of your amazing life. Bye-bye.